Hello and welcome to the Mental Health Rebellion podcast with me, Amy Polly. This series we're talking to entrepreneurs and business owners, lifting the lid on true life experiences, sharing advice and interviewing experts. I truly believe you don't have to be serious to do the serious work. These conversations are super important, but they will always include humour, honesty and heart and there will always be no holds barred. I'm super excited to get stuck in, so without further ado, let's get started. Hi everyone, welcome to today's episode. Today we are joined by Eddie Whittingham. Eddie is the founder of GoFounder, supporting people to start a business without the bullshit, after selling his own startup to one of the world's largest cybersecurity companies in just four years. He is an absolute gem of a human being, honest and helpful. If you haven't seen or heard him talking about business, then you need to go and look him up because he's funny as hell. Hi Eddie, welcome, how are you doing? Hi Amy, yeah, not sure about that <laughs> intro, it's good to... <laughs> Probably a bit too kind there, but yeah, no, hello. Nice to, uh, nice to be on. All true. What are you up to today? You are right? Busy day today, like most days, but no, all good here. Thank you. Good. Good to hear it. Um, so thank you so much for joining me. Um, you know, I feel real privileged that you've come along and took some time out of your day because I know you're a busy guy. Um, no so please, um, can you tell my listeners a bit about your story? Now, I know you were in the police, you worked in law, um, you've got GoFounder. So just maybe, um, you know, how you, where you started, what you did with regards to your business and sort of where you are now. Sure. Yeah. Well, um, a bit of a whistle stop tour. Um, so I, just a normal sort of northern working class lad, really grew up in Scunthorpe, uh, not so desirable part of the world. Um, joined the police at 18, relatively naively, um, was in the police for just shy of 10 years, various roles, got sort of 999 response for about four or five years, some undercover bits and pieces, and then sort of crime investigation. Um, decided sort of about the six year in mark that I didn't really want to do that for the rest of my life um, for various reasons and thought at the time sort of having a relatively narrow view of the world and opportunities that that the logical step for me maybe would be into law um, so studied law full time whilst dropping my hours to sort of 30 hours in the police so pretty intense sort of period of time in, in my life um, studied law Managed to blag my way onto um, uh, a training contract with a really good law firm um, by virtue of the fact that I was from a pretty working class background and I was first generation of my family to go to university, that sort of stuff. So it's kind of a, a bit of a sympathy vote to get me in, I think. Um, but to be honest, I sat down on the first day and just realised I hated it. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't for me. I'm not a particularly kind of uh, overly studious person, um, really. So decided uh, <clears throat> decided to to do something else so I, I did my training contract qualified which takes the two years and then within a sort of short space of time within a few months I basically quit and I just at the time again relatively narrow view of the world I just set up whatever I thought I could and, and at the time it was like right well I'm a, I was a copper I've been a lawyer I knew the law firms use like private investigation companies to look into people's debt and find out what assets they owned and that's so I thought right I'll do that did that for about six to 12 months um again didn't love it was making some money not loads of money um, and then i had this idea to build a sort of more scalable business and long story short without boring people to tears it was mm-hmm. an online subscription service 
providing online uh, training around things like cybersecurity, so phishing emails, passwords, that sort of stuff. And then built that up over sort of three to four years and then got got approached out of the blue entirely about uh, a company being acquired. Um, and yeah, it was kind of one of those offers that too good to be true. So sold that in 2020. And um, since then, I've been working on GoFounder, which is just basically a platform to try and in my eyes, give people what I wished I'd had when I was starting out. Mm. So a bit of a community education just to really help them hopefully skip some of the stages that took me too long to learn, really. Mm. I was um, talking to a friend before I started um, the podcast today and I was explaining, you know, who you were and what you do. Um, and she said to me, so she went and looked it up and she was like, oh, I wish I had this when I, because she's got her own business as well. So like, I wish this was there when I started. People don't realise like, you know, the boring bits that you need to do at the beginning yeah, or the truths that you want people to tell you. <laughs> exactly. And, and sometimes you need, a bit, I think you need naivety in a way to go into it. Because, I mean, would I go mm. into it? now knowing how hard it's been i mean i, I probably would because i got i got very lucky but um certainly some of the darker times and the harder times you, you may be not prepared for and that, maybe that's a good thing because you maybe won't start it mm, sort of a bit like having kids though if people told you the truth well hundreds <laughs> Yeah. You might not have them. I know that was difficult for me, but you know, and and we spoke. You and I, um, we had a little Zoom catch up before we got on the podcast. And you know, I said about a very dear friend of mine, you know, choosing to end her business for her mental health. And you know, it, it is difficult sometimes. But I guess the thing is, on the glossy YouTube videos and the Instagrams and the Facebook, you don't often see that bit. And I know that's you know one of the things that you like to call out: the fact that there's actually a real person behind all this and an actual hard work. It's not all just click your fingers do what this person says and it's sorted you know a hundred percent i mean i think and i think that's a danger that we have in the society that we've got at the minute and it's it's prevalent across all different sort of industries and things but the startup sector is an interesting one because i think there's there's a sort of element of selling the dream to people mm-hmm. um and this whole kind of idea of you can do anything you want to in life which without being rude i don't think that's true and i don't think it's something we should peddle because it's it's atrocious for people's mental health for one and it's not not true for another like to 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 be successful in in business i always say you need kind of three things you need you need natural kind of talent which you know some people have or haven't got <laughs> fortunately depending on what they want to do um and if i want to be a professional footballer it ain't going to happen <laughs> um you need you need the ability to work exceptionally hard um so you know that's just a given you're going to have to work hard to get to get some success and i think there's an element of people thinking there's shortcuts to it and, and there just isn't and then the third bit which probably is covered even less than than those two is the, the fact you're going to need a bit of luck so whether it's you know i got i got luck um in terms of selling my business it was you know and people say well you make your own luck i don't fully agree with that because i think you might i worked really hard and i had a, enough talent to get me into a position where I could benefit from some luck but I still needed the market conditions to be where they were I needed the the company that was buying mine to be looking at the exact time I was in a place where it was purchasable you know that it's those little kind of things um that I think you know might might fall into place or they might not and you know if if they hadn't approached me I'd have probably still been busy growing my business and you know Mm -hmm. still still happy um but but different so yeah there's just a lot there's a lot going on, particularly around starting a business and the whole idea of getting rich quick. And it and there's a lot of bollocks out there and it, it annoys me because 
I guess what I, I, you know, I'm not trying to do anything clever. I'm just trying to be a slight tonic to to kind of <laughs> some of the nonsense that's out there, really. And that you are, that you are. Um, your fake guru investigations on YouTube. Uh, there's, a, I've watched them, and that honestly, they absolutely crack me up. But what you're trying, the things you're trying to point out, are just so true. And by the way, the small print on it at the beginning that says, "If you get easily offended, fuck off." I think I want to. T- I'm going to make that into an, an image <laughs> and yeah. credit you for it on my Instagram. <laughs> on my Instagram, because we need to have these conversations. Like you know, you can't, you can't get offended by someone just telling their truth. You know, people do no, get offended easily, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they do. And and this is another. Th- sort of bugbear i mean it's a classic thing like god i you know i don't i don't want to go around upsetting anyone but just because someone's offended doesn't mean they're right you know yeah that's just a, a fact of life unfortunately yeah and i agree like you know i always try to be kind and considerate but sometimes something that i say or do might trigger something and you know that i, I can't control that all of the time you know yeah. and sometimes we, you're trying to do a good thing you're trying to do something that's helpful and and i guess yeah like you say sometimes people are going to be offended but um but i like the fact that you do call some of this stuff out because there's a lot of it out there and you know a lot of people start their businesses because i noticed you said i was doing this in the police but I wasn't enjoying it um I I started my law you know qualification but I wasn't enjoying it and I think sometimes you know I I stuck to my accountancy career for nearly 20 years and I didn't always enjoy it um I think people sometimes start it because they either have a passion for something they want to change something or they just want to enjoy life a little bit more but it's very difficult even if you start it for all of those things like you say there's still hard work needed and there's still a little bit of luck needed and I think people prey on that vulnerability because people start things for a reason and then I know I've been sucked in by a few things you know these promises um and it's not necessarily a shortcut it's just like they're showing this shiny thing um and you think it's so easy because they make it look so easy and i know that you call that out you know the fact you have to read books to be successful is a load of bollocks i think you said on <laughs> yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah and that, but that's a great example like you know you go on youtube and it'll be you'll watch a video and this is how this is what successful people do to become millionaires and all that sort of shit and it's fine like i, I kind of the intent is is there it's not meant to always be um sort of destructive content but it's just fundamentally untrue a lot of it so Mm. you know like the one i I reference in in that sort of youtube videos yeah it's it's someone who's 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 perceived to be very successful albeit um their success is actually questionable but they're perceived to be although they're at least demonstrating that they are successful to the audience and they're saying how you know, all other successful people read X many books a year. And it's like, well, it's just not true, you know. It, but it's just fundamentally not true. Like, I've done all right, and I don't really read out. I should. I'd like to, but I'm too busy. Yeah. Um, I'd love to sort of sit and consume 10 business books a week. But if I do that, I ain't building a business. So what, you know, what What do you want to do? Do you want to build a business or do you want to read books about building a business? <laughs> and, but, yeah. but, but it's true, though, isn't it? Because, like, you, you know. Yeah, it's I, think, true. I think I think anyone who either is in business themselves or has been to like networking events and things like that, they will know people who are uh, in inverted commas entrepreneurs, blah blah blah. But they're, they're not really because they're too busy going to they just go into networking events, they're listening to podcasts, they're reading books. They're not actually doing anything to build mm. a business. They're just kind of doing all the fun stuff, really. Mm. 
and it's not what one size fits all you know I wonder even the people that are selling the dream you know if you like I wonder what their mental health is actually truly like you know it's that's something that doesn't get talked about very much um and I wish they did maybe if they said yeah I've got this whole shiny life but actually it was really difficult to get here and you know I still suffer with comparison or I worry about what's going to happen and if you know we just don't hear that bit yeah of course and you know even my experience like you know I I was super lucky I, I got the sort of um you know really healthy exit from, from into a very big company um arguably if I'm you know sensible I don't I don't I don't need to work ever again but the problem with that is is a few things so like obviously I've got a pot of money there from that sale of a business that brings its own pressure because I've got to do something with that and not be frivolous with it I need to make sure it has purpose a to provide for my family but b to hopefully make an impact for other people um and almost like i suppose i feel a little bit of a a sense of responsibility in terms of using that wisely to to almost create a bit of a not a legacy but Mm. you know like to do some good with it because it's pointless having money and you're just gonna dick it all on a car Um, (laughs) you want to you want to or i do want to hopefully put it to good use um and then the flip side is I don't know. The comparison still doesn't go away. Like I'm, mm. I'm in a probably, I would dare say, like an enviable position, um, and I, I do feel very grateful for that. But I exercise a lot of gratitude in my life throughout what I do. I'm, I'm super lucky in in many aspects of my life, both you know, health, uh, finances, family, and things like that. Um, but you still, you still have comparison. You know, there's, I'm still in a pool of people who've also sold their business and, and what are they doing now? What success are they having? Um, but, but I've taken a lot of steps to actually mute that out um, because I just don't think it's healthy noise for you to have. Um, and a good, a good example of that is when I was building my, my business, uh, the cybersecurity business, I, I, I had like a, I had a, a fucking terrible brand when i first started it I, I called it the business fraud prevention partnership which i which i maintain to this day is probably the world's worst name for a business because <laughs> it, it's just so forgettable and everyone introduced me by the wrong name um and, I, and we were going through a rebrand and we we're about to rebrand to something that was much more aligned with like my personality and, and where i wanted to take the brand and all that sort of stuff and it, it it i knew it was going to look min and then so the week before that rebrand like a random competitor in the same city as me set up about the same time who I haven't given any credence to whatsoever. Cause I was kind of aiming at the big boys or at least, you know, saying I want to, you know, I want to grow and get noticed by them effectively. He kind of sent me a message on LinkedIn. Well, he didn't kind of, he sent me a message on LinkedIn belittling my website and belittling the sort of the, the size of the, our clients that we had as our case studies, unbeknown to him, with we're days away from a rebrand which is going to have like loads of household names on there like we had like clients like gusto taylor wimpy <laughs> fulham football club west ham you know like some big names but he didn't know that and he just sort of was trying to like belittle me and i thought god i thought you sad bastard what <laughs> why are you comparing yourself to me and worrying about what i'm doing like just focus on yourself and and try and grow what you're doing and and you know look aspirationally um don't don't look and be sort of jealous 
I think that's the difference, isn't it? Um, well, we have a certain amount of energy and time, you know, on this planet, and I sure right. as hell don't want to plough that into pulling anyone else down or, or thinking about no, somebody like, else. I just want to do my little bit, you know. Yeah, so I totally yeah, get you. <laughs> exactly, and like you know, can we not like let's 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 be positive people and try and make a positive impact? Is kind of my my view. It sure by all means, you know, have your aspirations and you might have things you look up to um, and that you aspire to, and that's fine, but. But sort of like jealousy and competitiveness—that's all super, super negative. Um, so yeah, it's just—it's just yeah, trying to block out sometimes that noise. And and I and I had to do that at the the level where I was grafting like hell, and I still have to do it now, even though I've done perceived perceived success in inverted commas. Um, even now, I still have to like block out some noise because I just can't be asked with it, and I, and I want to focus on what I'm doing and trying to trying to hopefully you know make make a positive impact in in the things that I do. Yeah, and I think that's really refreshing. I, you know, I said I had a little bit of a stalk of you because I think you swore like three times in a row on a video I saw and I was like, he's my type of person. Do <laughs> swear so like, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Me too, it's okay, it's a new word. But I think, and you know, I had a little look at what you were doing and I was like, yeah, that's that's refreshing. Like, I, I like that. We don't, we don't get much of that. Like the honesty and, you know, just be positive, like do your little part. And I always, you know, I felt like when I was leaving my job as an accountant and I was like, I don't want to do spreadsheets anymore I want to help people and I felt like I was sounding like I was being a bit wanky but that's genuinely what it is I, you know I'm not here for long I want my little boy to be proud of me and I just like people so I just want to do my little part to just make the world a little bit more of a better place and I don't think that is wanky I think that's quite a nice way to live life actually yeah I completely <laughs> completely agree completely agree so Eddie tell me about GoFounder or tell us about GoFounder are you loving it what's in there um what are you helping people with? Oh, that's a good question. GoFounder is <laughs> a funny one. It's um, I've got a love-hate relationship, truth be told, because I absolutely love it. It's my passion project, um, and I wanted to start as soon as you know, as soon as I'd sold, I threw a lot of time and, and money into it because it's something I am really passionate about, and I and I think long term can genuinely become something amazing. Now, the the, the sort of downside to it is because it's a passion project i i don't make necessarily the 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 business minded decisions i once would have done and because my my position that i'm in now means i kind of don't need to it it if if you looked at it as a business it's a terrible business because i'm just hammering money into it to try and make it into something really cool that i think will benefit people and you would you only do that with a passion project you don't do that with a business um so yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. I love it because I think where I can get to with it is a place where people are going to get loads of value from it, loads of benefit, um, and hopefully, hopefully, the the plan really is to increase people's chances of success by just cutting away some of the stuff and the hard lessons that you know hopefully you can learn from other founders, um, myself included. Um, but it's going to take me a while to get there. So we've built, we've built a platform. We've got loads of content on there, but the content's a never ending thing. That's going to continue. There's loads of new features that we're working on. Um, it's completely free at the moment. We are working on a few sort of like premium kind of bits and pieces so it can start generating revenue and a bit be, be more self-sustaining and, and ultimately reinvest that to help it grow. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I love it and I just want it to be something that people find real value in and and if people tell me it's shit then I'll change it and make it good do you know what I mean I just want it I think it it, I think it's something that's needed 
I think a lot of the stuff that's out there doesn't doesn't uh, meet the needs of, of founders. And I, I guess I'm trying to approach it from that mindset of what did I need when I was mm. and, and what's an honest an- what's an honest answer to a question. So mm. when someone says, "Oh, I'm thinking about getting investment," well, you need someone to not to not be um, biased in that. So I was on an accelerator program run by a bank, so they kind of nudge you towards investment and taking on debt effectively. Now that's slightly disingenuous because obviously they've got they've got an interest in that. Whereas, mm. what about a platform where you go, "Do I need investment?" And someone says, "Well, actually." I think investment's shit for these reasons. And also you get someone who says, Well, I think investment's good for these reasons. So then you've got you've you've got some information to make an informed decision. And uh, and, and the reason I kind of say that is you can Google anything, but Google will only show you the answers from the pages where the the website's optimized mm-hmm. and it's a company trying to sell you something. So it's not it's a great source, Google. And I mean, Christ, I built a whole business just Google, <laughs> and I did, and I, you know, wholeheartedly, I genuinely did. I had, I had a cybersecurity business. I hadn't done any cybersecurity before I started that business. Um, but you know, you you also need to be mindful that even the resources you get from Google, it's still selling you something. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just it's trying to create a, I guess, a level playing field. Like I was, you just lo- independent. You're so independent. Like you're t- you're totally independent. I think that's what hopefully, is the beautiful yeah, thing about it. Like, you know, hopefully that's the plan with it. You know, and 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 I think if it could be, you know, I'd be absolutely buzzing if in a few years' time, someone came to me and said, Eddie, you know, I've come from a background similar to me, for example, working class background. No one I know is in business. Didn't have a clue. I didn't even know what. Apart from Dragons Den, that was like my knowledge. So I didn't know, you know, I didn't know what crowdfunding was. I didn't know what venture capital stuff. I didn't know, I didn't know or understand anything about business. And I think, God, if someone could come to me in two years' time, and go, I signed up for GoFounder. It helped me do this, this, and this, and look where I am now. And you know, attribute not not the success to it because the success will have been them working really hard and the talent and luck, but just some recognition that actually it helped them get on the way. Mm. That, that for me, I'd be absolutely buzzing with. I'd be genuinely over the moon with that yeah that and i you know and i get that from you eddie i think it's lovely what what you've created i think it's really amazing and i, I wish you every success with it i hope it absolutely takes off because we need it people need it i wish i i wish it was there when i was a startup i had i did have some good people around me but there's also a, you know like i said before you do get sucked in by the shit so yeah I, congratulations on it i think you've started something really good there it is fantastic Time will tell, or it's just, or, or it's been a very expensive experience. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's really good. So, what do you reckon? Uh, your some top tips for for startups. Um, you know, things that maybe you wish you'd thought of or known about when you were first starting. Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> top tips would be block out some of the noise i think is is first and foremost like you're gonna get a lot of opinions and uh and and when you're first starting out you tend to give more credence to those opinions than perhaps you should mm. and, that, and that includes things like um things like business coaches and mentors now i'm not adverse to that um and some people get a lot of value from them however I think it's important when you're particularly at that very early stage to be aware that not everyone's got your best interests at heart. Yeah. Um, there is a whole industry, unfortunately, regrettably, there's a whole industry which is targeted, targeted at early stage startups and, and arguably vulnerable people. And, and I think you are a vulnerable person when you're starting a startup because you, 
you're desperate. You know, you, you, you'll charge the lowest price. You'll, mm-hmm. you'll overwork yourself. Um, you know, you name it, you, you will do it because you're desperate and you want it to work. And you've got, you're so invested in the business, both financially, personally, your identity, your pride, um, it's all wrapped up in there. So you are definitely in a vulnerable position. And, I, and I, yeah, regrettably, I think there's a whole industry that, that semi preys upon that. So I think it's just super important to be open to advice, obviously, but just take it with a pinch of salt and, and, and get advice from a few people. And um, yeah, just take it on board. You know, uh, I, I don't, I've not got a problem with coaching mentoring. I, in fact, do it. I mentor some people for free and I coach some people um, to help me fund GoFounder. But I think, you know, there's a, there's a wave of like business coaches who've never had their own business. And yes, with, exactly. With, with respect, you know, fuck off. Because you don't, yeah. you don't know. <laughs> but I can't go and coach a premiership football club because I'm shit at football. <laughs> it's, do you know what I mean? It's true though, isn't it? And it's like, yeah, well, there are some managers who are football players. Yeah, but you can fucking name them on one app. <laughs> Yeah, so, so true. And it, it, whereas actually, really, your football coaches are all ex-pros, and there's a re- there's a reason for that. So you know, don't take advice from idiots. I, you know, I got approached uh, when I was starting out, and the advice that I got given was, so my model was providing training on a monthly basis to employees. So I I got some advice from somebody who who was in a fast-growing cybersecurity company, but he hadn't started it. He was just one of the employees. And his advice to me was, I should build all of the training before I start selling it. Now, if I'd have done that, it had taken me a year before I could start selling anything. So I said, thanks for your advice, but no thanks. And I just I made one training module for one month, and I sold it. Um, didn't get a lot of money for it. Christ, my first customer was 15 quid a month. Um, but, but I sold that one piece of training. And then I had to then make new training every month. But what I meant was for those 12 months where I wouldn't have been selling anything, I was getting customers on all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, if I'd have listened to him and, and if I'd have, I'm probably, I'm, I probably would say I'm quite strong mentally, um, generally speaking, quite resilient. But, but I think if I'd have been, if I hadn't have been, I might have listened to that advice and I'd have been dead and buried before I even got the chance to start the business properly. So it's, it's just being mindful of that. And I think that's where people go wrong is they listen to people who they perceive to be experienced or perceive mm. to be in a position of in inverted commas power. And they take what they say as gospel. And even, you know, if I give advice to people, I always say, look, I'm still a fucking idiot on the internet <laughs> who, who, who got lucky. Don't necessarily listen to me. But, but just take this on board and then listen to what someone else might say and then make your own conclusions. And I think that's where successful people are successful because they're able to draw their own conclusions from the information in front of them. So, yeah, yeah and they just keep um, that awareness about them. I think just do a little bit of research before you exactly. start giving someone your money to give you advice, you know, yeah. actually have a look at what they've done. And, yeah, I think that's good advice. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think that's it. Probably just awareness is is kind of my top tip of, of, of the shit that's out there and also, <laughs> you know, just taking on board people's perspectives 
yeah no it's good so obviously my podcast is called the mental health rebellion and we're, we're talking about small business owners and entrepreneurs because i think it's like a whole new world you know how oh, i yeah. started a business myself and you know there's lots of we all have different pressures and experiences in our lives and in our world and i think then when you start a business there's you know there's additional stuff that people who aren't in in business just don't get don't understand um so for me i think people don't really talk about mental health and it comes to owning a business because it, it can affect your mental health all the things that we've talked about today losing money even making money you know investing in the wrong things things not working out um you know just the, the sheer hard work and time and effort and you know so many people i know working late nights and early mornings that you know there is hard work in business it's not all yachts and and everything else so yeah what do you think about what's available for in terms of mental health and small business owners because I, I feel like it's just a massive gap and it's not talked about very much yeah yeah i completely agree it's kind of a a missing piece isn't it where you know you, you you're expected to start a business and you are expected to make money and all the good stuff that comes with that and hire people blah 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 but there's like there's not loads of support for startups in terms of that mental health piece um and even as an ongoing basis even the startup founders themselves then if they're hiring employees they're gonna have to deal with mental health employees and it it's a complex topic isn't it and it and i think the problem that startup founders have is they've got kind of what we spoke about earlier they've got so much going on and so much is tied to that business that it it can affect you more than you think um now i'm a i consider myself mentally strong and mentally mentally resilient but i still um you know i still had problems and, and uh low points and that sort of classic roller coaster where you could be having a mint week and then you just get one email from a customer who's cancelling or or said something shit about your product and you just it just like wipe you out and you just be miserable for the whole day and, mm-hmm. and then it compounds because your productivity is wiped out um or it was for me you know I, i'd get like some negative comment and that'd be me done for the day i just may as well pack up and not do anything but i wouldn't i just sit like an idiot in my debt laptop just looking at it mm. um and uh yeah had some real tough times um I, when my wife was nine months pregnant with our first child my sort of star employee handed a notice in out of the blue um and i struggled with that because i was like shit i i'm about to go off for some hopeful paternity albeit probably only two weeks where I'm still even on my emails all the time and I'm going to do one of the most difficult things there is in life to do, which is that, that first child <laughs> arriving and I've lost kind of the, the, the sort of star employee and I, you know, it, it, it set me back mentally. Um, and it was a challenge and I sort of joke about it now, but it was around that time. I can't remember the exact timings, but, um, I I collapsed in the middle of the night, which is you know I I'm one of them fortunate people who don't really get ill. And my wife came through. I, I collapsed in the bathroom. I basically ripped the sort of toilet off the wall as I'd fallen down with it. Um, I sort of had my head like twisted behind the bath. Oh gosh! And she she like she shit her pants. I thought like Christ, Eddie's fucking like done in here. <laughs> Rang an ambulance. And it, in the end, it wasn't a. It was a, I'd had low they call it like vasovagal, you had low low blood pressure and it just suddenly drops and so I'd collapse. But, you know, was that to do with stress? Well, if I look at the, the time 
when it happened and that's never ever happened to me otherwise yeah i was i was mm. under extreme stress financial emotional with with a you know child on the way um and then situation obviously at work with staffing and things and it, it's a hugely stressful role to to be in and that's just even that is just the tip of the iceberg yeah because then on top of that you've got expectations of friends and family because naturally that that the first question that's always like how's business <laughs> and you're never going to go yeah it's fucking shit <laughs> i've made five quid this week i yeah do you know what i mean but <laughs> but you know and they you know they're, they're interested because they obviously care for you but but sometimes that's actually a really difficult question to answer yeah like that how you doing i'm fine <laughs> yeah it's exactly that um and and then on top of that you've got almost like this this outside noise of well well i might only want to i might you know want to make a small family business and and but then you have a weird guilt that maybe you should be trying to make facebook you know the next facebook it's like well no (laughs) making a family business is a great thing to do being a freelancer is a great thing to do you don't have to start the next unicorn business in fact you fucking won't start the next unicorn business because that's just (laughs) ridiculous but you know, it's like that almost like then the outside pressure of should I be content with what I'm doing or am I being am I dreaming big enough or whatever? And it's just so complex. There's so many different layers of things that you probably didn't have to deal with before you mm-hmm. got involved. But 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 you know, on the flip side of that, it can also be a massively empowering thing to do. It can it can free you of a lot of uh, the sort of mental um stresses that you get from a from employment yeah um i i fucking love being my own boss i yeah. I, I love it and and I, I like the flexibility it gives me and do you know what the, the 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 harsh reality sometimes is it's not that i will go and take a day off because uh, i probably won't because i'm addicted uh, which is another negative but it's not that I, I i will go and take a day off it's that i could take a day off yeah and that's the difference. You know, if I wanted to, I could close my laptop and go, sod it, I'm not doing it today. I won't because I love it. And I mean, <laughs> but but it's that it's that mindset, isn't it, where you think, well, I could. So therefore, I feel better about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's, there's pros and cons like to everything. And I think, you know, the stigma, I hope, you know, now here in 2022 is lifting. We, we People do talk yeah. about mental health more. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the fact that you know we feel comfortable to have this conversation you just shared part of your story and the fact that you collapsed and stuff like that you know I'm you know there was years ago we wouldn't we wouldn't have that conversation I don't no, think so probably not. you know I think the stigma's lifting I think that's good but do, do I have the whole answer I don't think I do but I think from my experience of working in mental health and well-being like within the fire service within an organization and then now sort of moving over to how to support business owners and entrepreneurs I just think that we need to start really thinking about that proactive stuff so rather than actually getting ourselves into a space where we're collapsing or we're so stressed that we can't carry on actually how how do we start taking care of ourselves and I'm not saying I've got all the answers right now but I think there are things that we can do um and at the end of the day only we can do it is that there's that sort of personal responsibility you have responsibility for your whole business but that includes you and uh, you know I think success we we say success in inverted commas but 
does that even mean anything if you've got all the money in the bank but you don't feel successful because you're not happy you're not enjoying it or you've got all this stress you know that that is so true isn't it and it's that it's the classic money doesn't buy happiness it's it's about it's about contentment it's about um being grateful and exercising gratitude for what you've got and i think that's such a powerful thing to do so there's a lot you know i know you you will have loads of great um mechanisms and and coping strategies Uh, and you know for me one of the most powerful things that i've had is 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 trying to exercise gratitude and being really grateful for for what i have and you know even the small things and, and i've done that all the way from starting the business in many respects but but you're absolutely right you have to look after yourself. You can have the best business in the world, but if you go down, the business goes down with it. Exactly. So um, you've got to look after yourself. You, you know, you can't have a, a ship without a captain kind of thing. It's, um, you know, you're, you're number one, you're the priority. It's funny, in, um, in GoFounder, one of the sort of, I call it like a learning track, it's almost like a path you could follow. Say, say for example, you, you think you'd like to start a business, maybe you don't have an idea, and the idea is you can hopefully go through it and it'll get you to maybe your first customer if the idea is any good. Um, but the first step of that is is exactly what you're talking about. It's like stopping to think about you as the founder, like recognising it's going to be a tough journey, you know, what, how, how equipped are you mentally to deal with it and things like that because it's it's not mm. talked about enough, is it? And I... I know a lot of founders um, now. I didn't when I started. I, I do now, and I see I see the problems crop up time and time again with mental health, and it's not it's it's understandable, completely understandable because it's uh, it's it's hard. It's hard. Amazing and 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 the best yeah, better, yeah. and the best thing I've done. That's why it's the <laughs> most craziest thing, isn't it? Because it's the best thing you've ever done. And it's the hardest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I've got so many friends because I am myself in a business mastermind. So I've got friends through that. I've also got friends that I've met through my Instagram. You know, we all started chatting because we were all mums and we all have businesses. And so I know a lot of people. I, I literally see the ups and downs all the time. The ups are like freaking amazing. The downs yeah. are freaking shit as well. <laughs> absolutely, exactly. Yeah, it's the, it's the classic highest highs and the lowest lows. Um, yeah. and, and, my, and, and my experience and this is purely my experience so my experience when I was an employee generally there weren't loads of highs and there weren't mm. loads of lows maybe with the exception of some pretty dark days in the police but generally it was kind of middle of the ground plodding along and that's, that's how I felt about it whereas having a business it's the whole up and down it goes from top to bottom and and I think weirdly that's what what I enjoy about it. I kind of like I like the uncertainty. I like uh, the not knowing. I like having those highs, and I like having those. Not I don't, I don't like having the lows, but I think it's got that contrast, isn't it? Like feeling it all, sort of thing. <laughs> probably, probably, but but and I think if you're accepting of that, then yeah. the lows aren't that low because you go ah. Yeah, it's a bad day, but fuck it, I don't give a shit. Like <laughs> on to the next one. You know, as long as it's not going to cripple your business, then it's not it's not that big a deal. Um, and that's often the other side of it. You you just think it's a big deal because you're so invested in it. Yeah, 
yeah if you actually get a bit of perspective yeah you're right listen eddie we've been talking for a while today it's been so lovely talking to you well we'll carry on doing our little bit to help the world shall we and you know you supporting um founders through go founder and i'll hopefully do my little bit to help people with their mental health and uh, yeah we'll keep pushing forward and just trying to enjoy it i think is the main thing um, yeah. so thank you thank no you worries. so much um Pleasure. right where can people find you so website instagram facebook whatever you want lay it on us <laughs> no worries yeah so website is gofounder.com um i'm pretty active on linkedin it's just eddie whittingham um and then on the social channels it's just gofounder social wicked thank you so much for coming on today and uh, please keep in touch um i'm all signed up to go founder as well because uh, i'm nosy and it's amazing so um yeah everybody go and check out eddie go check out go founder and thank you again for joining us today no worries cheers amy take care bye, bye. thank you so much for listening and if you'd like to find me on social media just 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 da, da, ba, ba. <laughs> Just search at This Is Amy Polly. Lots of love.